It is 3 p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM, on this rainy Thursday afternoon. It's time for my show, Arabology, the show that takes you on a virtual trip through your mind, through the Arabic-speaking world, and hopefully today you'll be able to kick back, relax on this rainy Thursday afternoon here at Stanford and enjoy the music that's going to come to you via the Arabology show, the show that comes to you weekly and attempts to expose you to music you may not know, not may not be familiar with, but which by the end of the show, you may find yourself just loving. So uh, let's kick things off with uh, Umayma Al-Khalil, a song called Ya Hilu, and I'm just going to dedicate this song to Jamal from Luba. So hopefully you will enjoy that one right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM.
That was uh, Samsa and a song called Nsima. Nsima, as in Nesama, is uh, a breath uh, of uh, a breeze or could be a breath of life. And that song went out to uh, Reem, who uh, is this uh, amazing uh, person from Jordan. She is uh, fabulous. And uh, I promised her a song on today's show. So uh, just like uh, the song title implies, a breath of life is what Reem is. And And that song went out to her. It was uh, by uh, Samsa, and it was taken from the album Alam Jdid, which means New World. Before that, you heard the Egyptian project and a song called Anta Anna, and that was taken from the Paléo Festival du Monde 2012, Moyen-Orient uh, CD. And that CD, of course, includes a lot of world uh, artists who, uh, were, who participated in this year's Paléo Festival, which takes place in Switzerland every year and we began the set with none other than Umayma El Khalil and a song called Ya Helu. That song was taken from the album Ya and went out from Luba to Jamal. Hopefully you have enjoyed the uh, first three songs on today's edition of Arabology, the show that takes you around the Arabic speaking world musically speaking and uh, that comes to you every Thursday from 3pm to 5pm right here on KCSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. My name is DJ Ramsey, and it is my honor to be with you on this rainy Thursday afternoon right here at Stanford. If you're listening to us in your car, drive safely and carefully on this rainy afternoon. And if you're listening via the, the computer or the Internet, then you are probably listening through kcsulive.stanford.edu. Either way, thank you for joining me wherever you are in the world for a very special edition of Air. 
Arabology, and uh, the show that includes also cultural interviews with people who I hope you will find as interesting as I have. And uh, towards that end, we're going to be listening to uh, a pre-recorded interview that I recently conducted with uh, Toranj Yegyazarian, who is the founding artistic director of Golden Thread Productions. And if you don't know about Golden Thread Productions, they are actually staging a series of uh, plays that are about or by uh, Middle Eastern uh, themes. So uh, many Middle Eastern uh, writers are, are participating in terms of their screenplays and their stage plays, and some plays have been translated. This is part of the Reorient series uh, that takes place. Uh, uh, it's a theater festival and forum exploring the Middle East and takes place in San Francisco from November 1st until November 18th, 2012, at the uh, No space and the Z space in San Francisco. I believe that's in the mission. So if you are in San Francisco and interested in Middle Eastern theater, although of course in English, uh, then feel free to check the Reorient uh, Festival and Forum Exploring the Middle East and that's by Golden Thread Productions. So I was lucky to be able to sit with uh, Toranj Yegyazarian and uh, speak about the uh, actual festival. I'll be uh, including my interview uh, with uh, Toranj in a little bit and right after this. The World Turtle Trust is dedicating to protecting the world's population of sea turtles. They are currently engaged in funding research and conservation projects in Hawaii, Costa Rica, India, and Sierra Leone. You can help support their efforts or find out about how you can get involved by visiting world-turtle-trust.org. That's world-turtle-trust.org. Are you looking for an affordable place to live? Does too much of your income go toward housing expenses? You can do something about it. Why not home share with someone? If you're trying to reduce your housing costs, shared housing may be the answer. HIP Housing can help San Mateo residents find a compatible housemate and an affordable place to live. Contact HIP Housing at 650-348-6660 or visit www.hiphousing.org. The show is Arabology. I'm your DJ Ramsey. It is 3.18 uh, p.m. right here at, at Stanford University and right here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I'm going to uh, introduce you to uh, a wonderful person that I recently met and interviewed. Her name is Toranj Yegyazarian, and she is the uh, director as well as a uh, founding uh, artistic uh, director of Golden Thread Productions. She is a translator. She is a writer and an actor in her own right. And uh, she is the founding artistic director of Golden Thread Productions and has published articles on contemporary theater in uh, such journals as the Drama Review, the American Theater Magazine, and Theater Bay, which, uh, sorry, it's Theater Bay Area Magazine. Uh, Taranja's latest play is titled 444 Days and will premiere at uh, Golden Thread in 2013. 
Dean. She's written many other plays and has done fantastic things, being a founding member of the uh, Golden uh, Thread Theater, as well as uh, being in charge or very heavily involved right now with the Reorient series. That's uh, the theater festival uh, and forum exploring the Middle East taking place in San Francisco from November 1st until the 18th. I was delighted to sit with uh, Torange a couple of days ago, who agreed to uh, this wonderful interview that I'm going to share with you, in which she will discuss both her qualifications, her background, as well as the Reorient series as a whole. Here is my interview, pre-recorded, with uh, Torange Yegezerian, right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM and on the Arabology Show. Enjoy the interview. This is KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I'm sitting here with Toranj Yegyazaryan, who is uh, the founding artistic director of Golden Thread Productions. Uh, and they are doing amazing work in terms of theater. Uh, welcome, uh, Toranj. Uh, now, I keep uh, butchering your name. <laughs> How are Americans pronouncing your name these days? Uh, a lot of people say Torange because it rhymes with orange oh. that way. <laughs> But it's it's Torange. Torange. Um, yes. Uh, I, I've been saying, you know, Torange. Yes, and to the, the, the yes, the Francophiles <laughs> like to call it. <laughs> so, so, Torange, Torange, Torange. Uh, as well, you wish. Uh, as we wish. Uh, you are the founding artistic director of Golden Thread Productions. Mm -hmm. What an exciting position and what an exciting group to be involved with. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about how it started for you? Um, well, I'm. Uh, I started out as an actor and I started writing uh, plays for myself to act in and eventually I began directing them uh, and as uh, I'm an artist of uh, Middle Eastern background, I'm, I was born in Iran much of my writing had to do with my experience as an Iranian woman or an immigrant woman in, in the US and looking around I discovered that there aren't that many theater companies interested in those stories and even if they're interested they don't have the capacity or the resources to produce them so I started a small theater company with the idea of building a home for artists like myself who are telling similar stories from a variety of Middle Eastern countries. And we describe the Middle East very broadly. Mm. Uh, so from North Africa to Eastern Europe to, you know, um, Iran and Afghanistan and Turkey, it's, it's all included. I basically say, if you're brave enough to say I'm from the Middle East or I <laughs> want to write about the Middle East, we're brave enough to consider your play. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's how it started. And now that was in 1997 was our first production. And so for the past 16 years, we've been consistently producing plays. And the Reorient Festival uh, started in 1999 with the idea of creating a program that represents more of it, the diversity of the Middle East. Yeah, because we're speaking about the Reorient Festival of Short Place Exploring the Middle East, mm -hmm. an event that's actually taking place from November 1st through uh, November 25th, 2012, which includes two kind of series. Mm -hmm. A series A, which is the six short plays. Mm -hmm. Series B, 
four short plays, and then we have what you're calling the forum, which is actually a free two days of, uh, of panel discussions mm -hmm. with, with artists and... Uh, Scholars and activists. You probably know Hamid Dabashi, who teaches at uh, Columbia. He's going to be the keynote speaker oh, nice. for the forum. Uh, and then we have a number of international artists. Um, one of the panels is uh, about the Arab Spring and how performing artists have responded to it. Wow. And on that panel, we have artists from Syria, um, Egypt, uh, Iran, and Tunisia on that panel. Wonderful. And um, can you give us just the dates for these? Yes, so events? the forum is November 17th and 18th. It's a weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And what I'm recommending to people to do, especially those who have a distance to travel to San Francisco, I'm recommending that they actually start participating Friday the 16th. Oh. That evening they can see one of the uh, play series. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday they can participate in, in two days of panels and then Saturday night they can see the other series mm -hmm. uh, and Sunday night we close with a concert by Hafez Modirzadeh, nice. a local uh, sax jazz saxophone player who is experimenting with mixing traditional classical Iranian and Arabic music with jazz. Great and so for more information uh, about the plays there's a website that uh, people yes, can it's go goldenthread.org www.goldenthread like sewingthread.org Okay, and so they can go there to find out when the plays are, what the plays are, and the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. But the location is fixed? Yes, location is in San Francisco. It's in the Mission. Uh, there's a complex uh, theater Artaud, and there are two, two spaces within that Z space and no space. Mm -hmm. But they're both within the same block. Okay, so um, my, the first question I have for yes. you is, you know, your, all these plays were written by a lot of playwrights who mm -hmm. are Middle Eastern, and they were not written in English. So uh, actually, that's, uh, so all of them were actually written in English, except for one, which is a, tra well, two of them are translations. Right. The rest were originally written in English. Oh, in English, because mm -hmm. I was looking at the uh, Tawfiq al-Hakim uh -huh. play, and that one, I believe, was written in Arabic. Yes. And translated by an amazing translator, Salma Khadra Jayousi. She's very yes. well known. Yeah. Um, so w did, did she, for example, work with you to translate, or are you just using her translation? No, I'm using so she has, uh, as you know, she's prolific. I mean, she has published several volumes of plays, poetry, and fiction. And we are using one of um, an anthology uh, of Arabic short plays. Mm. And that Tofiqa Hakim's play is published in that. Uh, and she's the editor of that anthology. So we're that's where we're getting uh, the Tofiqa Hakim play. The other play that is a translation is by an Iranian playwright, Reza Surur, and that's in Series B, and that's a play that I translated. Wow, you translated mm -hmm. it yourself? Yes. From, um, from Persian. From Persian into mm -hmm. English. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, which play was that again? It, it's called The Voice Room. The Voice Room. By oh. Reza Surur. Now, this one, um, well, I've heard about this play. Oh, you have? Yeah. It's. Um, can you tell us just briefly what sure. it's about? Yeah, it's so... Uh, one of the things that's surprising about contemporary theater in Iran is how political it is. It's mm. actually very um, overtly political and very openly political. And this is an example of, of that. It's about a government agent who is... 
um, basically hired to spy on an underground opposition group. And through uh, a series of reports, we understand that he is, uh, over time, becoming more and more sympathetic to the underground group and begins to actually work against the government. Wow. So it's sort of about the, his transformation over the course of its 40-minute uh, monologue, uh, which is made up of a series of reports. Wow. So this was written in Persian, Yes. what people sometimes call Farsi, mm -hmm. and uh, was translated uh, by, by, by you yeah. into English. Yes. When I was in Iran in 2010, I met this playwright, and uh, he gave me two of his plays, and this was one that really touched me. And I asked him permission to translate it, and he is actually uh, very excited about the production um, in, in San Francisco. And so other than uh, the play by Riza Saror called The Voice Room and Tawfiq al-Hakim, his play War and Peace, mm -hmm. the rest of the plays were actually written in English Correct. but are dealing with topics that relate more to the Middle East. Yes, I mean, there is a growing community of Middle Eastern American playwrights, Yusuf al-Gindi, Mona Mansour, Silva Samergian. These are all examples of... Uh, very strong Middle Eastern American uh, voices that are growing in the theater, and they're really having an impact on American theater as mm -hmm. well as, mm -hmm. you know, our community. Um, in Reorient, we also uh, invite playwrights who are not from the Middle East but want to engage with the region as a topic dramatically. Um, so Elizabeth Benedict, for example, or... Um, Naomi Wallace, uh, those are playwrights who are not from the Middle East, but Naomi Wallace is an award-winning, you know, she's a MacArthur Fellow, um, and we have been producing her work uh, for several years. Uh, Farzam Farrokhi is another Iranian playwright who's in Series A, and he's a first-time playwright, so this is the first production that he has, and he's very excited about that. Wow. And so... Um uh, one of the things that I found really remarkable is bringing this to the attention of audiences who otherwise may have never seen a play mm -hmm. from a Middle Eastern voice, whether right. it be a director or a writer or a mm -hmm. playwright. How has the response to your endeavors been mm -hmm. over the last, what, or over 10 years at this point? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because obviously people's responses are very much impacted by what's going on in the world, so, and also their own experience. So, you know, for example, um, people from the community tend to um, either really appreciate what we're doing because it gives voice and creates a, a presence for uh, our communities on stage, or they tend to be very critical and find it inadequate or find it unrealistic. You know, for example, uh, every time we have a, a play that deals with Israeli-Palestinian issues that proposes or imagines dialogue, people are whether they're Israelis or Palestinians, they're critical because they say, oh, it's oh, simplistic. It's overly uh, naive, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. um, and then when there are, sometimes we present plays that are critical of um, the particular, uh, let's say a particular policy in a country, and then people from that country might be critical because uh, they say, you know, at a time when everyone's criticizing us, why would you also do the same? Mm -hmm. So those are the, the criticisms. But 
putting that aside, then I think, you know, uh, I would say, you know, overwhelmingly the response has been positive, appreciative, and also it's an opening for conversation, which is really what the impetus for the panels were, was that the conversation around the play productions was as interesting as the plays themselves. Mm. And so we discovered that we actually need to make room for those conversations to grow and involve more people in mm. those conversations. Mm. Um, so I think people in San Francisco audiences are very open to new ideas and they've been very welcoming of our work um, and then slowly people in the Middle Eastern community whether they're Iranian, Arab, Armenian Turkish, Kurdish you know, slowly they are um, uh, I, I don't want to say warming up I mean, you know, there are uh, but they're also supportive of the work that's being done and they're uh, oftentimes surprised that mm. um, other people care Right. And so have you seen the number of, uh, you know, um, uh, viewers, audience members grow over the past 10 years, or has it been kind of a steady flow? Um, our audience uh, has been growing. It's interesting. when With Reorient, Reorient is the only program that invites people from different communities to come together to the production, to the performance. With a lot of the full-length plays, for example, if it's an Egyptian playwright, you know, the Arab community or the Egyptian community comes. If it's uh, an Iranian playwright, the Iranian community shows up. If it's an Armenian playwright, the and so it's been a challenge to cross over these audiences, right? Um, and Reorient is the is the one production that we have uh, where those different communities do actually come together and that's part that informs our selection also because um, we want the plays in a we want to put the plays in conversation with each other actually wow and so um, these um, uh, this reorient series is taking place in San Francisco only, or yes. are you sort of performing it in, in other cities? Uh, uh, we uh, staged it in San Francisco only. We actually did have a, uh, an outreach event in San Jose one night where we did uh, stage reading of select plays from Reorient. Mm -hmm. uh, and we may do that more uh, the next mm -hmm. time. Now we only produce Reorient once every three years. Um, so probably over the course of three years, we'll have other outreach events. Oh, in so we're, we're lucky to launch then to have this series be this year because otherwise we'd have to wait another three years. That's right. It's not an <laughs> annual event because, yeah. as I'm sure, it takes more than a year to to prepare all mm -hmm. these uh, amazing productions. Um, to launch the the name Reorient, very mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, orient again or Orient in a different way? Are we talking about Orientalist fantasies? Here, orientalism mm -hmm. in the way Edward Said perhaps used the word, or in another way? Um, so the name is actually inspired by Salman Rushdie. He has a novel, um, The Ground Beneath Her Feet, and in that novel he talks about the experience of being disoriented mm. as, an as uh, a sign of having lost our East. So, mm. uh, for me that's very meaningful because I feel like uh, we tend to have very isolated, one-sided conversations, and we tend to constantly ask the wrong questions. Mm. Um, for me, what the festival means is an attempt to reconnect us with the East, with a, an attempt to rediscover 
our relationship to the East. And the East, for me, you know, that's where the sun rises, that's where the warmth is. And it's like, you know, you can't just be analytical about the human condition. There's so much that's visceral, that's heartfelt, and you have to put it all together. Amazing. And so do you regularly hold auditions, um, you know, and and welcome uh, submissions, perhaps? Yes, we like, have an open submission policy, so people can send us plays anytime. For Reorient, specifically, the deadline is one year in advance. So for the two, 2015 Reorient, the deadline would be March 2014. 2014. Mm -hmm. So people have plenty of time to right. send their Right, and that's for short plays, 10 to 30 minutes. I see. Um, and then uh, in terms of full-length plays, we accept full-length plays all year long. All year long. Mm -hmm. And, um, and do you, uh, the submissions have to be in English, of course. They have to be in English, but, you know, um, because obviously that's a, a faster track. If they are submitted in the original language, we do have artists who are who are able to translate from Arabic um, and Persian, um, and so, like for example, yeah, and maybe Turkish also. Um, you know, so we do have access to um, translators, but that's a much slower process and it's more difficult and costly. I see. So, Taranj and. Um your involvement started at the beginning of this whole idea of this notion of uh, uh, putting uh, together a uh, stage or making a stage presence for Middle Eastern plays in the U.S. and specifically in San Francisco, or did you come on board a little later? Uh, no, I started the company as I said mainly to have to have a producing. Um, I, I basically wanted a, a theater company to produce my work. Mm. So there wasn't a theater company, so I started it. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Really, and then it took off in terms of like you had other people on board. Yeah, and, and within a year, I mean, within a year, like Yusef, uh, Yusef El Gindi is one of the earliest playwrights who submitted plays to us, and that was I don't know in '98. I think he had already found us and submitted a play. Uh, Karim Al Rawi, who lives in um, uh, Canada now, he also submitted plays and. Um, yeah, and I think it's great because it creates a community, you know. Mm -hmm. It uh, it took a long time, um, but now we have a community. There's a, there's a, there's a national partnership with a theater company in Chicago and a theater company in New York, and we try to um, discover and, and uh, develop um, Middle Eastern American playwrights. Uh, there's an international community. There's now a network of uh, artists across the globe, as you know, so many of us have uh, now live outside of the country that we were born. So there are Middle Eastern artists all over Europe and all over South America, and so it's uh, you know it's interesting to to just be in communication with everyone. That's truly amazing. Um, in terms of your personal um, experience and qualifications and oeuvre, meaning, uh, <laughs> the, the, I mean, you're, you're all over the place, and my question should probably be, is there anything you cannot do? Because you've done translations, you write screenplays yourself, and, you, and you're involved in so many aspects of the productions. What's your... Uh, favorite aspect if, uh, or at least um, wh where do you feel uh, at the most at ease? 
Um, I don't know about at ease, but I love, <laughs> I, I think of myself as a writer, and I have to, to be honest, it took many years to actually have the courage to say that. Um, you know, as you know, we live in a society that's very sort of judgmental towards artists. Oftentimes people think artists become artists because they're dumb or they can't nah. do anything else. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so I, my background originally, I was, I'm a trained microbiologist. I wow. worked, uh, yeah, I worked <laughs> so in biotech. truly, bio truly there's nothing you get on the, both about the scientific side yeah, and the literary yeah. side. And they're very complementary to each other, you know, the, the, yeah. So, so I, uh, as I said, I started as an actor, but and then I started directing uh, and writing my own material. Um, I think of myself as a writer. I write short, short stories and plays. Um, I in, in this year's Reorient, I'm directing two pieces, one The Voice Room, which I translated, and one Stuck by an Iraqi playwright, which is really a great show. I really want to encourage you uh, to come see it. It's, um, it's a monologue uh, an Iraqi passenger is having with his passport wow. because uh, he's saying you're so useless because they don't, they don't <laughs> let me enter any country when I'm carrying you. Um, and we're doing that play as a hip-hop piece. Wow. with music yes so i am so loving this you guys don't shy away from controversial topics genre experimentation um reinventing perhaps certain established genres and not only do we not shy away we thrive on that. i mean that's what gets our juices flowing and it's it's easy uh, i don't know if it's easier but we um give ourselves permission to do this because so many of us are from the middle east and um, we're not, um, you know, we're, it's, it's a process of inquiry because we're also asking, who am I? Mm -hmm. Where do I fit? What are my issues? And so that active process of inquiry really informs every work that we do. And is your work, like in terms of your published plays, your published stories, uh, available uh, for people? Yes, to I, have, I have a tiny 10-minute ten, ten play <laughs> called Call Me Mehdi. It's a comedy, and that's published uh, uh, in an anthology called Salam Peace, an anthology of Middle Eastern American uh, plays. Wow. And that was published in 2009, and that's available. I should have brought you a copy. I'm uh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> next time. Next time. Um, yeah, yes, go ahead. and uh, and then I don't. Uh, none of my other plays have been published, uh, but certainly they're available. If people want to contact me or email me, I'm happy to yes. send them. These are some plays that were actually uh, staged, produced, uh, yes. produced and say. Mm -hmm. And so, if the people want to contact you, do you have an email? You'd they like can to contact share? me through the the website, website. goldenthread.org. Yes. Yes. So definitely, for information about the Reorient Theater Festival and Forum Exploring the Middle East, people should go to. Uh, www.goldenthread.org and from there they can navigate into the plays that we are being staged this year mm -hmm. uh, series A which is November 1st through the 18th, 18th and series B which includes four plays is going to be from November 16th and 17th yes it's only two performances two so performances. people really need to rush to get those tickets and uh, that would be at 8 p.m. for series B and series A is at 7 uh, um, it's 
performance Thursday, Friday, Saturday performances are at 8 p.m. Sunday performances are at 7 p.m. Okay, I stand corrected then for Series A. Mm -hmm. Yes, Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, at 8. Sunday is at 7. So anybody out there looking for some uh, mm -hmm. interesting theater and interested in the Middle East or wants to know about the Middle East, this is a great vehicle, I yes, think, absolutely. for that, for American audiences of all uh, backgrounds. Uh, backgrounds, which mm -hmm. is very nice. And so the, the, the featured plays in Series A are by such uh, writers, authors, playwrights as... Uh, Tawfiq uh, al-Hakim, Yusuf al-Gindi, Farzam Farrokhi, Tala Manasa and Mona Mansour have co-written a play, Silva Samerjian and Jen Silverman. Wow. And for Series B? Uh, we have a play by Amira Azraki, uh, Elizabeth Benedict, Reza Sarur, and Naomi Wallace. Wonderful. And so, and for more information, one more time, I'll say www.goldenthread.org. Um, Taranj, and correct me one last time about the pronunciation of your name. Torange. Torange. Yegye Zerian. Yes, I'm actually very not, good. not butchering See? that one. And that's longer. <laughs> um, well, maybe the um, international uh, way of, uh, of pronouncing your name is indicative of how prolific you are Thank as you. an artist, a writer. And what we hear now is uh, you're, you also have uh, a foot in the sciences field. That's right. Uh, I love the fact that you said they were related to each mm -hmm. other. And I think that kind of defines who you are. Mm -hmm. um, on behalf of our listeners here at KZSU, I want to thank you for coming in today in person to speak to us about the Reorient Theater Festival and Forum Exploring the Middle East. I hope to see you there personally at this year's uh, plays and to always encourage uh, your voice because it is certainly much needed and, um, and welcomed, especially here at KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. Thank you so much for inviting me. I it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. I'll see you uh, at the show. Yes, All absolutely. Right. See you at the show. <laughs> awesome.
That was a beautiful track by Ahmad uh, Sultan called uh, Itim. I think that means uh, orphan, Yatim. And it was taken from the uh, Arabic uh, beat anthology. Uh, before that, we heard uh, the unmistakable voice of Aziz Mara'a, Maraka or Maraga. It's up to you. And uh, the live version of the song Ipki. Ipki means cry. Before that, of course, was my interview with none other than Toranj Yegyezaryan, who uh, was uh, kind enough to uh, agree to an interview here on the Arabology show in which uh, she discussed, of course, uh, the uh, uh, Reorient uh, series that is uh, currently going on in San Francisco. And when we talk about the uh, Reorient series, of course, we are speaking about uh, the the theater festival and forum exploring the Middle East through a series of uh, plays on stage in English 
English based on uh, works by Middle Eastern uh, uh, writers and authors and uh, some not Middle Eastern but who deal with the Middle East in some way and engage it in their work. So my, my very special thanks to Toranj for the uh, amazing interview which you heard in this part of the show. The show, of course, is Arabology and I am your DJ Ramsey. This show comes to you every Thursday from 3 p.m. until 5 p.m. We are streaming live at kzsulive.stanford.edu. And if some of the names or the songs that I've been mentioning on this show have been uh, a little bit difficult to understand, fear not. We do have zookeeper.stanford.edu. If you go to zookeeper.stanford.edu and click on the playlists by date, you'll be able to get the playlists for today's uh, shows right here on KZSU. Stanford 90.1 FM as well as old playlists and uh, current playlists so uh, feel free to check my playlist for the show Arabology and uh, you'll be able to uh, clearly read the names of the songs and the artists that I am featuring on today's episode of Arabology today Thursday November 8th, 2012, right here on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. KZSU's Wednesday Night Live brings you Bay Area bands live from our basement studios every Wednesday night, live at 9 p.m. Okay, attention! So tune in for the best in live Bay Area music without even having to leave your house. Take a trip and never leave the farm, kiddies. Can you hear me back there? That's Wednesday Night Live each week at 9 p.m. Only on 90.1 FM, KZSU, Stanford. The show is Arabology, and uh, I'm your DJ Ramsey. It is coming up to 4 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM, and uh, that means that we should probably pick things up just a little bit and go a little bit mainstream, as you know my show usually attempts to bring uh, artists to you who even in the Arab world are not that acknowledged, uh, but uh, once in a while we do have to slip into the mainstream, at least in terms of wonderful artists who are uh, have been recording for years who do have big uh, record companies and labels backing them and one of those of course is the Lebanese uh, singer uh, Nancy Ajram now if you haven't heard of her you should she is uh, quite successful has been recording for many years and has recently uh, re uh, released an album a CD uh, called Super Nancy now if you the title sounds a little bit kiddish that's because it was meant to be for children. However, the songs on this uh, amazing album uh, are uh, of uh, mass appeal, I believe. I did the video clip from the title song called Ya Banat, for example, has been playing all over the music channels in the Middle East and via satellite all over the world, showing Nancy Ajram, who's uh, grown up a little bit since her uh, uh, beginning years when she was but 19, and even younger when she began singing, uh, Nancy has is now a mom to two daughters. Their names are Mila and 
Ella, and uh, they are the Banat, or in Arabic, the girls that Nancy's singing about. In fact, this song is called Ya Banat, and it's an ode to girls and to families who have daughters uh, and should be very proud to have daughters because, uh, well, according to Nancy at least, uh, families who don't have daughters in the mix are being robbed of many sweet things in life, and who wants to live life that way? Well, uh, here is Nancy's Ode to Girls. The song is Yabanat, coming to you right here on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM.
Like what you are hearing? Help make sure KZSU can continue providing great programs without commercials. 
to listeners all over the Bay Area. Donate to KZSU. For more information, email our underwriting department at underwriting at kzsu.stanford.edu or call us at 650-723-9010. And don't forget to keep on listening. Over 28 million Americans suffer from some degree of hearing loss, and over 80% of those people do not seek help. Research shows that people with untreated hearing loss are more likely to report depression, anxiety, and social isolation. The same study shows that people who wear hearing aids are more active in community and social activities, have better family relationships, and have more confidence than those with untreated hearing loss. If you think you have a hearing loss, the American Speech Language Hearing Foundation urges you to seek professional care. For more information, please visit www.ashfoundation.org. That's www.ashfoundation.org. Four fifteen p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford ninety point one FM. This is the show Arabology, and I am your DJ Ramsey. I will be uh, with you until uh, five p.m. today, and every week from three p.m. to five p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford ninety point one FM. Hope you've been enjoying the uh, selection of songs and music that I've been bringing you from the Arab world, as well as uh, some of the interviews that I try to bring you on a weekly basis with uh, people who are concerned with uh, cultural productions coming in from the Arabic-speaking world and beyond. Uh, today's show has been no exception, and I hope to continue for the next 45 minutes to bring you uh, this uh, kind of sample of music that may sound unfamiliar, but which will, upon given a chance, reach your hearts, your heads, and even your soul. I'll be with you for another 45 minutes, and uh, let me just uh, recap, ladies and gentlemen, what we have been uh, listening to for the past set, and that was... Uh, the uh, none other than the uh, young singer who is uh, redefining alternative music uh, coming in from the Arab world. Her name is uh, was Hiba El Mansouri, and the track was called Rima. So uh, it was uh, quite an interesting sound there, uh, produced I believe by Zaid Hamdan. The song Rima was originally released and recorded by uh, Fairuz, who is uh, sort of the grand dame of Arabic music these days and continues to tour despite, uh, you know, getting up there in age. That song, Rima, originally was uh, recorded for Feiruz's daughter, whose name is Rima, and it was uh, recorded as a lullaby meant for a little girl. Uh, so uh, decades later, uh, Hebel Mansouri, in conjunction with Zaid Hamdan, remixed the song and re-recorded it with these uh, interesting vocals, and that was, of course, the new version we heard called Rima. Before that, the group Pangia and uh, a track called called Turkish Delight, and uh, the one that had a lot of drum solo there, and that was taken from the album West of East, Volume 5. Before that, Ali Slimani and the song Lillirahu, Lillirahu or Lillirah, and uh, it's a song for those who have left and departed. And we began the set with a very mainstream song, but a very catchy one nonetheless. It was called uh, Yabanat, sung by the Lebanese singer Nancy. Nancy Azram, and that's taken from her new children's album called The Super Nancy, an album that's been uh, 
uh, receiving a lot of airplay, uh, not only here on KZSU, Stanford, 90.1 FM, but also on uh, radio stations and TV stations uh, all over the uh, Middle East and beyond. I'm your DJ Ramsey, and I'm delighted to be with you on uh, this rainy Thursday afternoon. And I would like to remind you to stay tuned after my show for uh, Mary Cat McGee and her show called New Noise. Putting the post in post hardcore one nail at a time. New Noise comes to you every Thursday from 5 p.m. until 6 p.m. And that's following my show with your DJ Mary Cat McGee. So hopefully you'll stay tuned for that right here on KZSU Stanford 94.1 FM. And uh, we are streaming live at kzsulive.stanford.edu. I'm about to do something a little bit radical because I'm proposing to uh, introduce you to an artist who is uh, quite courageous, quite controversial, and quite talented. His name is Tamer Abu Ghazali, and I believe he resides in Jordan these days, and he's he's been uh, experimenting with a lot of different genres and a lot of different themes and uh, is actually tackling social and political themes in his music that maybe prior to the Arab Spring would have been completely censored. In any case, I thought I'd give you a taste of Tamer Abu Ghazali by playing one of his tracks. It is called Hub, and uh, it's coming up next here on the Arabology Show. Hope you enjoy it and uh, stay with me because uh, I have lots more goodies to come. <laughs> Fala 
ولا أنت أقربك عصفورة في كف طفل يشدها تذبو حياضا موت والطفل يلعب فلا الطفل ذو عقل يرق لما بها على الطير ذو ريش يطير فذب ألف وجه قد عرفت طريقه ولكن بلا قلب إلى أين أذهب ولي ألف وجه قد عرفت طريقه ولكن بلا قلب إلى أين أذهب فلو كان لي قلبا عشت بواحد وأفردت قلبا في هواك يعذاب
تکبر تکبر فمہما یکن من جفاک ستبقا بعینی ولحمی ملاک تکبر تکبر فمہما یکن من جفاک
Wow, that was uh, a song uh, called In Damascus, and it was by Marcel Khalife, whose uh, new album, this double album, is kind of a tribute to uh, the poet Mahmoud Darwish. Uh, this was a track from that double CD. It was called In Damascus, and the title of the actual double CD set is Fall of the Moon, which in Arabic is Sukut al-Qamar. Before that, the haunting vocals you heard, a cappella that was uh, the song Uhibbuka uh, Akthar by uh, the singer Umayma Al Khalil. Umayma Al Khalil, spelled O M E I M A, her last name is L and then Khalil, K H. A-L-I-L, is a wonderful uh, singer who's been around for several years and is uh, most recently experimenting with this kind of alternative music that uh, is uh, sung in Arabic but has a mass appeal. In fact, I would like to say that uh, uh, to Jerry and to Roland, who uh, called in uh, to the station, uh, thank you for calling in. I'm so glad you liked uh, the song by Umayma Al-Khalil from the album Ya. And that's, of course, on the forward music label. Before that, uh, the kind of lamentation, sad, very eerie song you heard was a mawal, and it was by Brucar that was taken from the Paléo Festival Village du Monde 2012 Moyen-Orient. And the instrumental before that was by another very talented musician who writes these beautiful instrumentals and started doing so at age eight. His name is Ramzi Abu Radwan, and the song we heard was called Raja, which means return. We began the set by a very sort of strange-sounding song, and deliberately so, by an artist of, uh, I believe, Palestinian descent, but who lives in Jordan. His name is Tamer Abu Ghazale. The song was called Hub. Hub means love. And it was taken from the album Mir'ah. Mir'ah in Arabic means mirror. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Just a sample of some of the amazing music that's coming out of the Arabic-speaking world these days at a time of commotions, at a time of uh, chaos, and uh, the repercussions of the Arab Spring, both negative and positive. We are seeing an amazing array of talent coming from the region, young and old musicians, writers, singers, and such are releasing a wealth of material that is often not heard here in the West. So I'm glad that through my show, and in some way, I'm able to bring you a taste of new music coming in from the Arabic-speaking world, from all 20-plus Arabic-speaking countries, ideally speaking. The show's name is Arabology. My name is DJ Ramsey, and my show comes to you every Thursday from 3 p.m. until 5 p.m. I remind everybody that after my show today, we have New Noise with Mary Cat McGee. Uh, Your DJ, Mary Cat McGee, and the show New Noise is putting the post in post-hardcore one nail at a time. The show comes to you from 5 p.m. until 6 p.m. this Thursday and every Thursday right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. Every hour, two people between the ages of 13 and 24 will be infected with HIV. While the disease affects all Americans, HIV and AIDS has had a profound impact upon the African-American community 
The disease ranks as one of the top three leading causes of death for African Americans ages 25 to 54. The good news is that HIV is preventable and information can help stem the spread of the disease. If you would like more information about testing, prevention techniques, and treatment options, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has a confidential toll-free hotline that can help. Call 1-800-342-AIDS. That's 1-800-342-AIDS. About 15 minutes I have left right here, ladies and gentlemen, on my uh, Arabology show. And uh, that's plenty of time to still sample uh, music from the Arabic-speaking world right here on Arabology. If uh, you're interested in some of the uh, songs or the music that I've been playing today, then please check out zookeeper.stanford.edu. There's a link there called Playlists, and you can uh, actually click on Playlists by date, not just for my show, but for all the other shows right here on KZSU Stanford 94.1 FM and by clicking on the playlist you'll be able to see what artists I played this week uh, the spelling of their names etc and hopefully that will be a launching point for you to further investigate this amazing music coming out of a region of the world that is uh, often labeled as chaotic and is often dismissed as being culture less when in fact it's culture more. Ladies and gentlemen my name is DJ Ramsey, and in the last 15 minutes, I thought we would vary it up a little bit and play a uh, track by uh, an amazing Lebanese group named Mashrua Leila. Now, Mashrua Leila are a band uh, who are now touring in Europe and in Canada. They're actually in Montreal, I believe, right now, recording their brand new album. But they started out as uh, students at the American University in Beirut, the AUB, and uh, they were students students there with different majors who decided one day to kind of get together and try to create music together. And so although they were from different majors and different uh, fields in uh, their studies, they got together and produced uh, a few songs, and which led to an album. And then the album, Mashrua Leila, once released, uh, it received so much critical acclaim along with uh, very catchy and powerful video clips, sometimes humorous, sometimes uh, uh, erotic, but always, always interesting. And uh, the group Mashrua Leila released their first album called Mashrua Leila and redefined what I mean or what people mean by alternative music coming in from the Arabic-speaking world. Mashrua Leila since then released another uh, EP. It was called El Hal Romancy, which translates into The Solution is Romance, and they're currently working and recording their third album in Montreal, Canada. That album should be available soon, I hope. The lead singer from uh, Mashrua Leila is uh, named Hamid Sinno, and I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, a year or so ago in Beirut. He is an amazing vocalist, as are all the other band members. Uh, they are are just an amazing, amazing uh, uh, group with uh, very, very talented members. Perhaps some of them hadn't envisioned uh, making a living from music, but certainly their career has taken off. They've, they're performing everywhere. They're getting an amazing uh, critical response. They sing in Arabic, and they tackle themes in their songs that deal with politics and corruption, as well as themes that deal with marginalized sexualities in the 
Arab world a subject that was previously taboo or forbidden. They tackle it openly and overtly in some of their songs. One of those, I think, is the song I'm about to play, and it's uh, from their uh, EP, El Hal Romancy. The song is called Im El Jaquet. Im El Jaquet means the girl in the jacket, and in it, the male singer uh, is saying that he saw or he sees uh, a girl who's wearing a jacket and from afar thinks she's a guy and is oddly attracted to her till he approaches her and then turns out that she's not a guy. And so he apologizes to her by saying, I apologize to you, miss. I thought you were a male only to find out that she is a girl, although he had felt oddly attracted to her as a guy. And then we find out that although she's a girl, she also may be attracted to girls. So there you go, multi-layers of uh, sexuality and gender bending going on in Mashru' Layla's song, Emil Jaquet. We'll listen to that one now and uh, probably another track before 5 p.m. And before we turn the mic over to the amazing, amazing, and always energetic and uh, wonderful Mary Cat McGee whose show, New Noise, will take you from 5 p.m. until 6 p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. Here's Mashrua Layla and the song, Emil Jaquet.
that was Mashru Layla, the Lebanese band. Uh, Mashru Layla in English means the Layla project, and their song Emil uh, Jaquet translated as uh, the girl in the jacket. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about five minutes to five right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I'm your DJ Ramsey, and the show has been Arabology, the show that takes you on a virtual and musical trip through the uh, Arabic-speaking world. I'll be with you next week from 3 p.m. till 5 p.m. as usual. If you have a sec, please check out my Facebook or the show's Facebook page at uh, www.facebook.com slash Arabology and let me know what kind of music uh, moved you today, what you liked, what you hated, and what you felt neutral about. I will be with you next uh, Thursday, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., of course. In the meantime, uh, we're g- we have time for one more uh, track, this show, and uh, that's going to be a track by Zaid Hamdan. I remind everybody out there to stay tuned, of course, for the show New Noise with uh, your host, uh, Mary Cat uh, McGee, and that will be from 5 p.m. until 6 p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. So the last track, ladies and gentlemen, today is by Zaid Hamdan, by Zaid and the Wings, in fact, and it's called Asfe. You may wonder why I am choosing a track called Asfe. Asfe in Arabic means storm, and so this is a song about a storm that's approaching, and that may be uh, mirroring the weather we're having today right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. It's a rainy Thursday afternoon and evening, and it feels like a storm is approaching, so how apropos is it to play Zaid Hamdan talking about uh, Asfe? Asfe in French is La Tempête, and in English is The Storm, and in Arabic, of course, Asfe Zaid Hamdan from Lebanon, one of the most uh, talented and uh, courageous uh, musicians who not only sings, records, and tours, but also produces songs and is doing so many things that it would take me an hour just to state them. I'm going to leave you in his good company with the song Asfe, concluding today's episode of Arabology right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. My name is DJ Ramsey, and I'll see you next week, 3 to 5 p.m., right here. Thank you. Shukran. Au revoir and salam.